Ayo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yes, You want strike? You want strike from last week? You just <laughs> I can't do that every single me? episode. It's just once, Ooh. once, <laughs> once a week. Wow, twice Sha- a week. Shanti was talking about that organizer shit, and now she didn't went on strike. She said, "I'm not." I think she's stops over it. Things just stops it. Makes people go, "What? You're not doing that <laughs> exactly. thing you were doing before?" Wow, I'm hurt, flabbergasted, <laughs> appalled. Um, hi everyone. We had some voicemails and I wanted, it, it actually worked perfectly that we save these voicemails for our points to ponder mm. episode because baby, they, they had things to say. And I, Uh-oh. I, I love, I love this community. I love when I hear people calling in and challenging us or offering their differences of opinions um, and just adding to the conversation. So with that said, before we even get into that, if you have feedback for us, please give us a call. And and construct wait, let's let me talk about feedback real quick. <laughs> Cause I feedback know you that feels cringe. good to us. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> feedback. <laughs> let me let me let me clarify. Cause I'm not just talking about feedback. I I wanna be in conversation. With the folks that listen to this podcast and be in community, we received some feedback. And Shanti was very, you're so good. Shanti was like, oh, this person wrote and said that they basically didn't like one of the episodes. They would like, listen, this was in capital letters, not it. <laughs> I felt like I walked shout out in. To you, you know who you are. Yeah, shout out to you, you know who you are. Um, matter of fact, I just want to read it. Can I read it? Or is that um, wrong? I won't read the name. Uh, we are, go ahead. All right. Um, they wrote and said, Yizzo! Had the nerve to write Yizzo real nice. And they said, hello, ladies. I will make this short. I love the energy you two bring. However, in capital letters, this episode was not it. Okay, I will tune in and still support because I like you both for different reasons. But this feedback is just to tell you both that the pre- previous, previous formula worked on this side of the mic. This felt like I came in in the middle of a heart-to-heart and there's just an awkwardness. Just unnecessary. All right, that's it. Okay, sis. So obviously we still working things out on how we're going to do this two episodes a week. But right now that really works for us. Secondly, the heart-to-heart comment disheartened me a little bit because I, I, you are going to come in on some heart-to-heart conversations with Shanti and I. And maybe it just felt like we just jumped into it and there was no, there was no foreplay. We didn't, we didn't kiss was on anybody's necks or anything. Was that what it was about? Or, or they didn't like the topic? 
I took it as they didn't like the topic. I think it was all of the above. <laughs> it was trash. Not the, not the format of it. She actually but... didn't like us that episode too. It's like I'm playing. No, well, she said the previous formula worked, so that made me think that the just long old episode oh. because you kind of it buttered you up and got you ready for whatever see, main topic. We need more. I need more clarification from this person. Write us back, Queen. You know who you are, but be nice. But I will say, I appreciate that feedback. I also, I just want to make it really clear that you are going to come on here and get some heart-to-hearts often. Because I feel like that's, like, a cornerstone of the podcast is that we're vulnerable and we have these kind of conversations. So, um yeah, if, if that's not what you're looking for, then maybe you just listen to the Kiki episodes. You know, maybe that's it. I don't know. But we will, as we transition um, and figure out this new format, which I think, I, I think it's working, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll butter you up a little more. We won't just go in hot and heavy like we did, tongue out. She Maybe said, that's you ain't really even what it was. Me going. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even get we didn't in. even get you lubricated. It was a oh. mess, child. Oh. oh, too much. So anyway, <laughs> uh, please get all that to say. Give us a call, um, or write us an email. DMs DMs are getting tricky because it's hard to follow, and there's two people navigating the account, and Shanti's gonna read it and not respond, or even hit the the heart button to even acknowledge it. You still do that. And that drives me crazy, but you know, it's just, it's hard. We're working it out and that's that. So let's get into the voicemail. Are you ready, Sheila? Yes. I would like to preface that this voicemail that I'm going to is more constructive criticism. So get ready. <laughs> um, Hey, Around the Way Curls, my name is Vaughn. This is my first time ever doing something like this. I've never felt compelled enough to uh, <laughs> reach out to any podcast or any anything and leave any kind of message, but um, you all had a conversation that I've actually been waiting for the black community to start having um, for quite some time now. Um, and it's not necessarily raising biracial children. I don't plan on raising biracial children. I'm a black man, and I don't like, well, I'm gay, and I don't like white men, and I don't want to have, <clears throat> you know, I'm not actively trying to have, I should say, biracial children. I do want children, but I'm not actively pursuing that. Anyway, <clears throat> I, I think what the conversation that you all had that I'm interested in um, is blackness as a whole and what that is going to look like and what that is going to how that is going to affect the community. It's changing, right? Um, and Shanti, <laughs> I'm, you know, I have a lot of feelings about a certain comment you made. Um, I usually know I'm on your side. I was on your side for verses and, you know, the whole Michael Jackson verse, Jay-Z thing. Um, but <laughs> not with you on this one. Um, what you and I know you didn't mean it to be um, what it could kind of feel like. You said you were excited about the potential of mixed-race children shaking up or fucking up um, what blackness looks like and, uh, and what blackness is um, because it kind of deconstructs race itself. Um, I 
think that's a very, excuse me, I think that's a very limited idea of race um, because it excludes the fact that black people are always going to exist. Mixed race people exist, absolutely, but black people, phenotypically, genetically, racially, black people are always going to exist. So stretching the margin further away from that, to me, especially if it comes with invalidating or not invalidating, especially if it comes with, uh, you know, I don't want to say invalidating, but that's the word that's, that's kind of ruminating my head, invalidating those experiences because there's nothing wrong with them. And I think for me, I'm West Indian, I'm Jamaican by birth, and I, I lived in Jamaica until I was eight, and then I grew up in South Florida. So for me, blackness has not always just been the cookout. Um, I think that's African-American blackness. So, hey, y'all, my name is Vaughn. Um, this is my second time leaving a message because clearly I was talking too much the first time, so I cut off. <laughs> I just wanted to say really quickly, I think uh, a conversation that you all were having that I would love to see had with mixed race and um, non-mixed race black people is a conversation around race itself and the uh, potential harm that black people will face with the whole stretching of the black identity thing um, and how it could lead to, ah, damn, I don't want to say that. But anyway, I, I think it would be a really good conversation to have um, fully fleshed out. Again, I'm, I'm a West Indian black man, and for me, blackness has always been um, non-monolithic. It always looked like a, a ver various different things. I have black and Indian people in my family. I have black and, uh, you know, West Asian, East Asian people in my family. I have full black, you know, people in my family. I have black and white or European people in my family. Um, and I think in the West Indies, we always see each other as black that we share the same culture regardless of what racial makeup, makeup you may have. Um, and I think we're kind of seeing that switch up now. And I would love to see, I really want to go further into this conversation, but it cuts off if I do. So I would just like to see that conversation extended and, and hear people talk about that. Yeah. You reiterated it. All right, Vaughn. Thank you for Word. calling. Yeah, Shanti. I think it makes me think about the conversation that we had with Dash. Um mm about the Latinx experience and about because you have, just because you have um, a mix of people, like if you, ha you, the spectrum, you have your really, really white folks and you have your really, really black folks. Let's, let's just say for like example, Brazil, where I feel like that is something where it gets kind of muddied. Um, you kind of continue just because you mix things up doesn't mean that the complications or the consequences or anti-blackness in any way is resolved or alleviated. It actually just makes it even more, they become even more marginalized because there's this story that starts happening about like um, what Dash was saying was like, because you have these mulatto people that are 
phenotypically more celebrated and accepted, then it becomes like, what are you darker black people even upset about, right? Like, what are you talking about? We're all mixed up. It's a melting pot. Everything's okay. And I, I don't think that's what I was, um, I don't think that's what I was saying that I was excited about it just being a melting pot and like, you know, the, the complexity and the consequence and anti-blackness is somehow going to be resolved just because everything's mixed up. Because again, you can see globally throughout the world that that's just not the case. Um, I think what I was touching on more was the idea that regardless of the phenotype, blackness remains this big question mark. Cause just like you said, somebody in Haiti, their definition of being black or how they identify as being black compared to, you know, somebody in Canada is completely different. So like the exploration and the ways in which we want to make blackness like this monolithic thing um, is, is, yeah, is, is, I think is going to continue. And as America becomes more similar to like, Brazil and the Caribbean where all these folks are mixing up um maybe it even becomes like you said it could become more even more problematic if it could become more even elusive of like pinpointing anti-blackness because it's like but wait a minute we're all mixed up everybody's black in a way um I guess I hope that makes sense but yeah no I I I that's not what I was trying to say but I I hear you at the the what could possibly happen? Because we see it happen in the Caribbean and in South America all the time. And the the episode that Shanti is referring to with Dash, can you explain who Dash is? Dash is from is Panama. And she is um, definitely... Shira I, Harris. I, she has amazing conversations around blackness in the Latinx um parts of the world, South America, Brazil, the Caribbean, where again, people want to glaze over and people want to, because everybody's mixed up, they don't want to be, white supremacy becomes this arguable thing. Like Jennifer Lopez, for instance, would be considered black. Some people want to argue that Jennifer Lopez is black because she has uh, some black genes mixed up in her. And so then they want to lessen the experience or deny the black experience of phenotypically black Latin people. And it's like, no, there are white Latinos, there are black Latinos, and then you have this mixture in between. And the experiences had and the oppression that they have experienced is completely different because of white supremacy. Like just because we're mixed up doesn't mean that white supremacy hasn't fucked our shit up as well. And, you know, you have Dominicans that are clearly black say, I'm not Dominican. I mean, I'm not black. I'm Dominican. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, nigga, you, you're black. But because of that anti-blackness, they're like, no, I'm Dominican. And it, it gets, it gets muddy. It gets real tricky as you say. And she's just really wanted to kind of educate Latinx people about no like there's white Latinx Latinx people there's black Latinx people and the positions of power 
are similar and we like have to deal with it and we have to talk about it and white people have the upper hand. Um, episode 64, Latinx identity way back in the early days. I think we should bring Dash back. I think it's such a fruitful conversation and I don't think it can be captured in one episode, especially since it's interesting. We got another voicemail um, where do you want me to play? It's 56 seconds. Okay, I'll play it. I'll play it. Okay, now you know it's real if I didn't have to call. This is Ashley M. Coleman. Hey, Shanti. Had to check in. I listened to the podcast. Love y'all. But one, internet, you do not have to pay for a Grammy, but we can talk about that at another time. (laughs) But two, I love the episode with you all talking about raising biracial kids, although I am not biracial. But one thing I just wanted to highlight was making sure that we don't commodify blackness because blackness is culture, right? So the cookout, um, I don't know, playing double dutch, all that stuff could seem trivial, but part of it is just learning about black culture. So I think y'all kind of talked about that, but I felt like it was getting into a little bit of iffy waters. Anyway, love the show, love listening. Um, yeah, and looking forward to his continued success for you all. Take care. Like, I actually think that we were saying that, you know, the cookout, that the double dutch, the corn rowing, like, you you, you have your daughter learning how to corn row, um, but that's not the only black experience. There's, you know, like, I think that we were saying that. And I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily know if that's wrong. But if she never, if you never learn how to corn row, you never learn how to play double dutch. Where does that leave you in terms of participating in black culture? I think that's what I'm like trying to figure out. Of course. What does that? that, Well, you were saying on the episode that that's not the only black culture. Mm -mm. You know, what is black culture? Is still something to like? I don't unpack. Child, interesting. Obviously, I don't have anything else to add because I'm saying interesting, but (laughs) I um, (laughs) am. I, yeah, I don't know. Because when you said it, because I actually had in the notes um, on my end, you know, something that could help your biracial child. And I literally wrote, making sure they're around other black folks, making sure that they go to the cookout, that they experience it, that they this, they that. And then in talking to you, I was like, oh, no, it's to make sure that they're exposed to all different types of black experiences. And they choose which the, what feels like home to them Um, because they're just going to gravitate to whoever they are, like as a human. And I think that we do have an idea of what the black experience is. We very much do. And it's, um, I don't know if we can say that feels limiting being mixed race. I don't want to say that because I feel like. what I'm sorry, what feels limiting? That, that, that there is an idea of what black culture is. And it's very specific, American black culture. And I think what we were alluding to was that that feels a little limiting because there are so many vastly different, like in the same breath, we're like, black is not a monolith, black is not a monolith. And I think we say that when it comes um, to struggle And to, like, when it comes to the victimization that people will put on black folks, it's like, oh, they 
they're poor or they're this or they had to struggle their whole lives and, and welfare. And those are the stereotypes that we're like, fuck you. Black is not a monolith. There's black um, luxury. There's black this, there's black, black that. But then when it comes to the daily life and like culture, it, it I think that we're, as a society, it is, we know who big skinny Luther is and big Luther is, you know, like we should know certain types of music. We should know how to cornrow. We should know how to double Dutch. We should know like there's certain, um, pillars that you should, you should know. And if you don't, then you're disconnected from your culture. And I think what we were saying was, well, with the, with, the expansion of, I guess, just like where people are living within the country, within the globe. Is it to say that this person is not black if they don't know those things? I, yeah, I know people that aren't biracial I, that struggle with because absolutely they grew up in Hawaii where there's not a absolutely. lot of black people. And they yes. m- had no sense of that. And then they come back into the fold and they're like questioning their identity like oh shit i don't know what you're talking about like so are they disconnected from their culture so that's the thing i think the question that i have is is it possible to still be very much black but then be quote-unquote disconnected from your to that hawaiian black person may very much be disconnected from their their in quotes culture i don't know i i I don't know yeah i'm call us and let us know y'all (laughs) <laughs> but I think thoughts? that's what folks are getting at. It's like, yeah, it's not a monolith. But when I hear that, it has to do with the stereotypes and the negative connotations often associated with black blackness. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. We had another voicemail, but I do want to get into our, um, our points to ponder, our main meat and potatoes topic. So I'm going to hold those for... Um, for the next go round because they, they will, uh, yeah, they'll make sense then too. So, um, I was on the interwebs and, uh, someone who I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of meeting and getting to know Savon from the need to know podcast. He posted a clip about, um, dimming your light and questioning whether you, whether you, whether we, you, the, you know, the the plural you dim your light and so he there's like four podcast hosts on this on this show and they were discussing it and it made me think about us and it and I and it made me question myself of like oh and I I think I, I said last week that you know I've been I have so many people in my ear you know telling me all the possibilities of what I could do who I am how they see me well, how much space I could take up. And I was thinking like, and a lot of them accuse me of dimming my light that I don't, I don't really show up in a way where I believe almost that I deserve that space. And so his question on the podcast was posed, do you dim your light to make other people comfortable? And I sat with that and and I won't say whether or not I do that or not yet. But then I also question, all right, well, also do I dim my light to make myself comfortable? And what does that mean? And so I want to talk about that with you. Um, And I'm curious to know, like, first, we need to establish what it even means to dim your light. And so in my Googles, (laughs) 
I I came across some things that made sense to me where some definitions that made sense to me and it was not allowing your full true self to be seen and blocking your energy from becoming expansive and that this is usually a natural response to fear, pain, or threat. And so examples of the way that we often as humans dim our light is that we don't speak up, we'll swallow our words, we stay in relationships that drain us and don't serve us, Um, we allow energy sucks and naysayers to get the best of us, Um, we self-sabotage, we turn our backs on our dreams or forget dreaming altogether. And so... I sat with it because this is hard. This I this is not a conversation I feel like really even having right now, um, because it's it's deeply personal and and you have to get really honest. And so I posed the question, Shanti: Do do you? I'm going to answer as well. Do you dim your light to make other people comfortable, or and or do you dim your light to make yourself comfortable? I did my light to make myself mm. comfortable first. Okay. And if I'm in mm. practice of doing that with myself, of course, I also do that in interactions with other people. Okay. Um, I think a lot of what I learned, and I've been unpacking this for weeks now, I think it's also connected to the codependency pod, the talk that we had last week. A lot of Mm -hmm. that stuff is the same shit that we talked about last week. But I think a lot of my stuff comes from um, growing up with parents that I think I watched self-sabotage in a lot of ways, sabotage themselves, as well as I think a lot of neglect and now of course I wasn't like in any ways starving I always had food yeah. on the table blah 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 but I think yeah, my basic parents needs were met. often preoccupied with their own lives that there wasn't much attention or water um, poured on me I remember I remember many instances of being good at something or being scared of being good at something. Mm. One of being good at something and, and shying away one, not getting, I, I think I was just used to it not being recognized in a way and then feeling uncomfortable when it, it was recognized. And then I think that I have, um, I think that's something that I'm working through now around like self-sabotaging and I've been wrestling with on this podcast for a long time with you as well. I think you're a great um, instigator for me to go to figure out what this idea of potential is that I'm trying to make lean because I think a lot of I'm trying to... um, figure out if I am trying to show up for, again, 
am I trying to commodify showing up as my full self? And I want to avoid that as at all costs. And so I'm in this constant, I'm just learning how to check in and be like, okay, you are self-sabotaging in a way. And there is a healthy and deeply spiritual and nurturing, nurturing way to be bright and to connect with people mm-hmm. that is okay to protect at all costs so it's not hijacked by this other thing that, by the Lucy, <laughs> by this like, oh, I'm going to show up because I'm going to get a reward for it somehow. And I don't know if showing up should be connected to reward because that feels strange. But it's all a lot of it I haven't unpacked. But absolutely, my dimming has come from, and it hurts now to even um, remember the moments that I that I dimmed myself, Mm. and like how to like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what I know, and it feels much scarier to, like, not do that. It feels like something I haven't done before, and it feels wildly uncertain. So, something. I don't want to talk about this either. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see you tearing up, so that's why I was trying to jump in and be like, something. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you want to stop? Okay. Um, and thank you for sharing that. I think, for me, same. I think I'm over, I, I don't know, I can't pin, well, I'm lying, I'm same. I definitely have dimmed myself for, as a result of making myself more comfortable, comfortable, and it's really uncomfortable, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that keeps me up or doesn't let me get the rest that I really want to get, because mm. it's gnawing at me of like, sweetheart there's a lot more in you why or why are you not being all of you Mm. you're not showing up completely fully not taking up all the space or the way that you take up space is to distract distract from who you actually are what you actually want to be doing right Mm. Mm. something that i read was that success creates expectations and accountability I don't really identify with not, I kind of like expectations a little bit. I like having the bar set and be like, all right, I got to beat that bitch. I got to knock it out the park. But I do, I thought of you and I thought of like, oh, that's terrifying for people to be like, and you talk about it. You're like, and then there's this expectation to show up a certain way to do this thing. But the thing that I read that hit me, that, that punched me in the face was you can either live in your dreams or you can either live in your fears. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was like, ooh, that's when I close. Mm-hmm. And I mm. I felt it yesterday. Or not, was it yesterday? Well, it'll be a week from today. I felt it when I was with Mandy and we were backstage in some fucking area of the Barclays Center, right? And this is after the Chris Rock and Kevin Hart show. And Sam J is there. And I've met her before. 
I met her with a friend. Well, I met her with Clint Coley, advice from a fuckboy. I went to see his um, stand-up in New York. And I met her, and we had much conversation, chill. wasn't a crowded space. Like, we were had one-on-one interaction. And I saw her in the space, and she kind of looked at me and was like, eh, maybe she didn't recognize me, maybe whatever. And I mentioned to Mandy, like, oh, I've met her before. She's like, you need to go say hi. Get her on the podcast. Tell her what you do. And I just would not do it. I wouldn't do it. I just didn't feel like... I felt like, what if she rejects me? It's like, bitch, get out of my face. You know the fuck I am? I'm not coming on your little podcast. Or like, why wouldn't you even speak to this person? And so I watched Mandy work that room. And I'm not, I'm, I realize I'm not good at networking, one, because I don't like small talk. But two, because I don't, I don't always feel like I belong in the room. And so when you're not there, remember when we were at the Curly Nikki event together? And we were just at each other's hip. I don't think we talked to a whole lot of people besides Nikki, who had already co-signed us, who we already felt safe with. I don't remember that event. When she came down, all we saw was with that With Tracy rainbow. Ellis Ross. And she was like, those are my friends. Oh. When we first met Nikki. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, oh, you don't show up in spaces because you're terrified that you don't belong there. And it made me sad. Like, on the way home, I was like, Yo, what the fuck? And Mandy's putting the battery on my back. She's going on to Brea's page. I see this in you. You could be this if you wanted to be this. Like, why? I've you're gorgeous. Why won't you take a picture? I'm shooting with my friend, the new black. I know how to take a fucking picture. I know how to pose and make my eyes do that little thing. I don't. I in the moment feel like who the fuck do I think I am doing this? Who do I think I am being out on the street posing like this? I know what makes my body look good I or makes me feel good. Mm. I also am like, you used to sing. You don't. What's mm. the fear behind that? What's that based in? What are you doing? You are a trained dancer. You don't take class anymore. Mm. What's the fear behind it? And it's not just... And that's where I talk about the expectation of having to monetize your talents and your things. And yes, that's there, but it's not just that. It's fear that I'm going to be laughed at or that I'm not good enough for any of these spaces that I'm in, that I'm a master of none. I'm just real. I'm, I'm a little bit good at a lot of things. And so there's not space for that. And that breaks my heart. Hmm. And so I also know that there are people in both of our lives that are struggling with the same thing. And so there are times when I have a win or I feel like I have a win and I don't want to share it. And I think that's rooted in compassion. I don't think it's rooted in self-deprecation. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing all the time. Unpopular opinion. And it's not to hide it, but sometimes if you're aware that someone is struggling or going through something where they're not feeling good about themselves, sometimes you shut the fuck up. Like, just chill. They'll, they'll, they'll share, share at another time. Or 
And so I don't know if that's always a bad thing, but I do think it's a bad thing if you can never share your wins with someone, if you can never be celebrated. And when you said that there were points where you weren't, there, the attention wasn't paid to you, I think that you weren't celebrated. And I see you get uncomfortable when you're celebrated, same as me. But you more so, like celebrating Sable getting it, like being in that mall was a really fucking big deal for us to celebrate. And you, you, your body was like, <gasps> I don't know who I think I am. I don't know, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I know who the fuck you are. Me saying like, on the last episode, why don't you organize it? And you're like, I don't, I, and I, I understand you're not a, well, I was referencing why don't you get organized in the climate change and preventing climate change and organizing around unions and work and restructuring how we function in society. I see all of that in you. And I, there's so much that I think we see in other people that we don't see in ourselves. And so I think that this, this idea of dimming our light is so deeply rooted in in, betra- in betrayal, mm. <laughs> in betrayal, mm-hmm. and 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 in somewhat accountability. Word being accountable in like I'm I'm going to be me fully, and like we say that all the time, and that's not just being loud and talking shit on a podcast. No, that's easy. That's the e- that's the easiest thing. I'm fucking right. That's the easiest thing in the world. The heart is is. Stepping into a, a room and knowing you belong there. The heart is being honest that like you're a creative being and you've abandoned that entire side of you. Mm. I've abandoned my boy. Sorry. <laughs> what is that? Have you ever seen that? There no. will be blood. I've abandoned oh. my child. No, child. I could watch that movie. Wasn't it gore? <laughs> it was like super gory, right? No, just at the end, they did a little diddly dot. Oh, they that was little... the only part I saw was I got the oh, tail end well. and was like, oh, I can't watch this. <laughs> so I need to go back and watch it. Sorry about that. But yeah, it's it's that. It really is. And I think that we talk so much. I think that, and, and, and I know that we're not capitalists, but that's another reason why I asked you when you were like, I'll never be like a millionaire or on the last episode, I was like, you don't see that for yourself. And it's, it's not that I want you to want to be a millionaire. It's that I want us to know that those possibilities are real for ourselves. And I just don't, even the way we'll talk about the podcast, the way we went on disrupting the culture's podcast and the way they bigged us up, and the who way the we fuck s- is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Do she know? Like who? Us? And she was like, "Yeah, y'all this, y'all that." And I'm like, "What?" The way when people, and it's not bullshit. Like I think that people might think that we play and that, like, no, we really I think have a bit of imposter syndrome, a lot of it. But I also think we we just betrayed ourselves in a lot of ways, and I don't want that for us anymore. I really don't. Do you hear this? Stop. Sorry, y'all. Blue is blue is back to her bullshit. She's she wants some food and she's I was it's going somewhere. Time. You messed up the the mood. It's Kill the vibe. Time. But all that to say, if we can get more specific, if you're comfortable, I would like to know 
or I would like to, uh, us to offer and explore more specifically the ways that we dim our light. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. To make ourselves you're comfortable okay do do you want me to start yeah go she ahead. said okay <laughs> oh why right. do you oh, want well, me to start ahead. yeah go ahead um i named some i was hoping you would i think <laughs> <laughs> i think um i mean not 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 going up to people and acting like Acting like I've actually met them before and shared space with them and am worthy of their fucking time. That's one. I think the fact that I just, there's not a creative outlet in my fucking life outside of this podcast is the biggest betrayal mm. of myself right now, currently. The biggest betrayal. I can I can no longer do that. Even if it's go take a dance class or go a lot an hour a day to sing. And not mm. only that, share it. Because you don't want to just do it in the house. You don't have to monetize it, but share it. It's in you. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be. I think... Um, that's like the biggest one. I definitely think... Um, even... Certain outfits. I'll put something on and it's too much. Girl, that gets on my nerves. How cute you looked at the... um, Shit, I might do the same thing. Never mind. I'm going to be quiet. I was about to say... That's why I said who. Because I was like, oh, yeah, you... you, I I was thinking, yeah, you do that. And I was like, oh, you talking about me? (laughs) Because you're always... The way that you freaked out in... Where were we? In Tulum? When you put that bathing suit on? I was like, bitch... If you though, it's not suit. me. And that's okay. I'm not dimming my light by being like, eh. Right, if I'm it's like, not your a, style. I'm a, that's not my style. It's just not but my there, style. But there are things that are my style, and it's too much. It's to who do I think I am? Why am I wearing this? I should change. This is, who do, relax. And it's like, why don't you walk? Why don't you just be who you are? I mean, those are kind of, they might seem trivial, but they're no, those, deeply connected are, yeah. to how I show up in general. And then recently being in front of a camera in front of someone that I know and I'm like, 
dear friends with and having to put that thing on, you know, that kind of diva thing that he doesn't know of me, right? You haven't seen this side. You know, Birkenstock, chilling, real laid Bitch, back. I'm a real daddy, la- okay? But, but that's the thing. Because I've abandoned that, that part of me being on stage and turning into this thing that, mm. mm-hmm. that takes over, mm-hmm. right? Like, I never claimed to be the best anything on stage. But what I did claim was I'm going to get your attention. Mm-hmm. You're going to be locked in. You're yeah. going to be invested. Yeah. Something happens. Oh, I love that. I I'm like, serious. Like, that? When we used to see you at the college thing, we were like, girl. Something happens. Something not happens. Not Sasha Fierce. But it's, I, and not being able to tap into that anymore tells me how disconnected I am. Not practice of it. Not yeah. being practice of it. I, I need you to take time and write it down because I have to pee so badly. And I don't know if you've noticed this, and I apologize, but please take the time. I'm so sorry, but I cannot. Go ahead, girl. Don't dim your light. Maybe I should feed my cat then. She already ate, though. Blue. She told me to write the time down, and I didn't. I had one job, and I couldn't do it. Somewhere around there. Shanti peas. Well. I don't really want to have to edit this video, though, so maybe I just keep talking to y'all. Maybe not. You know what else is really concerning? Now, I'm I'm breaking the the wall here. I've drank four of these and haven't peed. I'm talking to the people. Were you talking to people? I was talking to the people. I drank four of these and haven't peed, which tells me how dehydrated I've been. Bitch, I've taken about three or four naps today. I was like, <sighs> during work hours, couldn't function, sweating. And I realized I was actually dying of thirst. Not you taking four naps. <laughs> I was, baby, I was setting my alarm, 15 minute intervals. like, And I would put up a bullshit status like, someone's at my door, I had to run downstairs. <sighs> Oh my God. Not <laughs> struggling. Girl, I'm like, girl, you should have went to the bathroom by now. That's how you know. No, I also have a, a old woman's bladder. It's not well. In On the other side of here, I'm not okay. It's not okay. All right, we're back. Um, I think the root, I think the root thing is betraying, communicating, and standing in how I really feel about something, right? And being able to communicate that. At a young age, again, I remember just not, I would withhold and disconnect from what my needs were and then disconnect from what my desire my, like my desire, like my want for something, right? Like, wow. I remember, as you know, I, for the first time, or um, where's one time? <laughs> Biggest regret of my life. I'll do a past, then I'll do a present. I'll do two past and two presents so you guys understand what the, what's my problem. For the first time, when I was 14, 
about to go into high school, I got accepted to Saul. Saul is an agricultural school in Philadelphia. Biggest regret of my life right here, y'all. Maybe this is where it also deepens here. It's where the plot thickened. It's agriculture school. You learn about farming and you learn about animals, plants. Got accepted. They required a orientation before you actually started the school year. I was getting into my loner thing at that time. I was also working. So I was like highly independent. And uh, my parents had just separated. So I was just like figuring out how to get to school by my, like, I don't know. They had nothing to do with me going to that orientation. But every day in the summertime, I would wake up and I would go to that orientation. And I loved it. I loved it. I studied my ass off. I was super focused. I'd come home. I would draw out the, the, the leaves, study the leaves, got all I guess they didn't grade you. I didn't. Yeah, we did take tests, but I remember I don't remember being like, wow, I'm getting A's. But I remember at the end of the orientation, they handed out um, awards and I got so many awards. And I was like, what? Like the hard work and like filling up in my potential in a certain way. And then seeing the results of that and it wasn't that I got the the rewards it was that the 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 energy that I got from like showing up and doing my very best and folk hyper focusing the results of that were like generative it like it fed me in a way that I was like oh shit like this this shit is possible mm -hmm. somehow or other I dropped out of I dropped out of Saul I don't I dropped out. Like I could have I could have taken that same energy. I remember I was I was also playing softball. I I was playing around with one of the teachers that I really took took a liking to me, not in a weird way, but like he saw something in me. Mm -hmm. He was a softball teacher and I had like this athletic ability. He was like, "Oh." And then I was like, "Oh." And then I was like, "I'm going to drop out of high school now. Things are getting crazy." Like for whatever reason, I was like, none of this matters. I dropped out of high school. That was the first time I dropped out of high school. What were you going to say? Was it expectations? Was it? No. Like it no, I think, I mean, th this gets a lot convoluted. And I don't want to go into it. But this is, I, okay. I guess, all of you as well as all the listeners are now seeing this through line of like, none of this matters. There was something in me that resigned to like, High school's bullshit. This is all bullshit. And in a lot of ways, that is true. But the the practice of filling up and showing up is what's offered to you by doing the quote unquote bullshit things that I mm -hmm. that I ran from, that I was like, mm -mm. dropped out of high school, floundered about. The second time that I, that was my first most notable self-sabotage. The second time was when I wanted to be a nurse. Put myself through nursing school. Worked. Studied. Focused. Like, yeah. focused. Like, not fucking around focusing. Got all A's. Got into community college nursing school, which 
ho-hum, people want to say community college. Philadelphia Community College has one of the best and most competitive nursing schools that will take you the trajectory to Drexel, to Temple, to get your RN in a much cheaper way in all of the city. Got in. Something happened where it got difficult. Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Boom. Self-sabotaged. That fell through. And so I think in my, then I had a baby, which was the ultimate, I love Jojo to death, but that was the ultimate, like, okay, you, you're not going to, I'm going to slow down. You're going to stop this thing. Um, that I think I'm still, just like when you have a baby, your options, you know, they limit in a way. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go travel and and run these streets and like even going back to school felt like, oh, such a hard thing to do. Like, you know, and then I resigned to that voice in me. that's like, oh, none of this matters. Like stay small. It's safer. And you're, you're more comfortable at staying small. And the story that I tell myself is like, oh, cause this shit don't matter. And it's true. Some part I'm finally cracking open. Like, yes, some of that is true, but there's this other part that matters that ha- that has nothing to do with material reward or, you know, it's not public. It's like this really sacred, personal, spiritual thing that we're all called to be in practice of, of showing up, of attempting hard things, of... of meeting a challenge in a particular way that I think I'm reckoning with now with around the week curls with sable that I could have the option in a lot of ways to be like, Oh, this public thing doesn't matter. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be rich. I don't want to do what all of these other podcasters are doing. I don't necessarily want to show. But there's something, I feel like that is a way, that is a, a trap for me to self-sabotage in a way. Even mm-hmm. with Sable stuff of like, you don't know what you're doing. Whatever shit I have to say that is tempting me to dim myself. But I also see like, I also see what I've done in the past. And this has just been like a revelation I had like two weeks ago. If you had asked me this any sooner, I'd be like, girl, I don't mean nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But I I see it. And I'm still working through it. I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is. And I think that I'm running, I'm trying to decipher. I don't want to think the answer is, Work harder. You have to work harder. I think it's somewhere yeah. around honesty. Honest. I think there's determination <laughs> involved in there. And I think that there's not being afraid to like love something, to like want, want something, desire. Want something. That's what it is. To want something. There's nothing that perverse down. about wanting something and doing something and doing the hard work of keeping it honest and let's and talk about that not letting it become a perverted version that that grosses us out and makes us be lost what do we want girl 
Let's I've be got... honest. <laughs> what do we want? There's something in our hearts. What do we want? Just say it. Be brave. I don't know. You go first. I don't know yet. Girl, I don't know. You don't know, know yet. There's no desire. There's no desire. I think it's that in connection. I think it's in, for me, it's in connection. It's in connection somehow. It's being able to not shy away from this kind of stuff for me. It's this kind of. That's not the kind of one I was talking about, but okay. I don't know what you mean. Like, what do you want? What's a, a, a goal oriented want? But why that's for yourself. You, that's where that's where you catching me of like what are these goals? How do you get to a goal without with a roundaway curls? What some... do you want? What do you want? I don't what know do you want it? What do you see for it? What do you want? What do you see for us? Why are we doing this? For you on your end. What do you want out of it? I I I've I'm trust me I'm thinking about it. I'm not shying away from thinking about it. Okay. Um but I don't have that exact thing yet because what it's not a shiny thing. That's all I can say. It's not a shiny thing. That scares me. That's all I can say. That scares What scares me. you? The shiny the idea, thing? Yeah, the idea of like, oh, because if I were to say, oh, we're going to have a TV show, that? I would, that, that's so far from what I want. I don't the, want do to Do you be not put want on. it because it scares you or do you not want it because that's just not, you're not interested in that? I haven't I, figured out what that means. Keep for going me, back to the TV show. I don't know. I'm Who's, just saying, like, whatever the thing oh, that, what's, what do podcasters do? They, like, go see, do See, no, not thing. what do podcasters do. What do you want? I don't know, girl. From this. I'm well, sorry. I think that's the thing is that I, I think if we're just doing it, anyone, not us, I'm not talking specific about us. I want to go into us and our business dynamics. But if anytime you're just doing something to just do it, um, and it is related to business, that gets difficult. I think there are key performance indicators, KPIs, and like different, th- different um, goals that you, that, that, it's a, that it's healthy to have. It's okay to have. And I think that sometimes we don't have them because we're like, oh, we'll take what we can get, whatever comes of it. That's a passion project. It's a business. And so I think that having those some goals, a, a place to get to, something to work towards is healthy. And it doesn't have to be, I have to grind, 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 wake up and grind. It doesn't have to be that. It can just be. That's what we're working towards in our way, in our balanced way. I think that's okay. I know for me, what do I want? I want to be able to sustain myself financially, emotionally, (laughs) um, from this podcast, from other creative endeavors I have. If I'm being specific, I I don't want to talk about the projects. I don't want anybody to steal it. But I, I have a project that I'm trying to that I am working on with my friend black. I want to be someone that 
people people come to to relate to, to feel seen, to feel inspired by, to not feel... Um, I don't want to say what I don't want them to feel. I'll talk about what I want. Um, and I want to be able to honestly um, share all the parts of me. I want to... I want to share my share me getting back to me and that journey and what that looks like because I think that's going to help a lot of people. That's my very um that's my want in the moment. And and they're going to change. I want to not have to work at my job within the next 2 years. I want to be done with that from the 9 to 5 life lifestyle. I want to be my own boss. Um, I want to show up in front of men like I am worthy of their time, their attention, their, their investment, and their love. I want... What else do I want? I want to own property. <laughs> like, I'm very clear. These are the things I want. And I'm going to say that it. They're connected to you. That you not dimming is. Yes. They're all oh, connected. Yeah. Mm. I dim. I, I what, Even if I'm being approached by a man, I have a whole psyche in my head. If they're not trash, if they're quality men, I'm like, why would he want me? There's so mm. many different, like, it's this is silly. There's so many women more, more financially this. There's so many women who are more this, more that, more is tight, more is whatever the fuck that means. I do a whole thing. Um, will I ever own, could I own property? I, I uh, That's a lot to maintain. Could you keep it up? Could you do it? Could you pay off the loans? I dim. I, I mean, I had an opportunity with a friend to like possibly go in on something and I couldn't take the risk. Fear. My dim is rooted in fear. <laughs> couldn't take the risk. And then the, the art stuff is always, uh, the creative stuff is always about rooted in me not feeling good enough, not feeling like the best at anything and you don't have to be because that's not what art is. And then also me fear, the rejection of it. Like, it's a whole thing. It's so deeply personal. Those are the things I want. For Around the Way Curls, very specifically, I want this to to be, to make more money. I want to hit 100,000 downloads a month within the next 12 months. Mm. And we ain't that far from it. I want to do some sort of live, immersive experience. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be a cookie-cutter live show. I want it to be something where people come and they feel like they've had an experience with us. And I want us to figure out what what the next thing is. Because podcasting ain't going to be forever. You know, mm -hmm. but I want to foster it so that it lasts. Those mm -hmm. are my wants. Mm -hmm. 
and 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 foster in a way where it's not just to make money, but it's a it's it's deeply rooted in service and and things that we're passionate about and an offering to the community that is not price gouging or you know we're millionaires necessarily off of it, but it's like it's mutually beneficial and we're doing a service and we should be paid appropriately for it. That unless it's like Target, y'all got it. <laughs> That's what I want. I'm saying it. So now I, I have to be held accountable. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I think, um, and, and lastly, ways to stop dimming our light or ways to even, I guess, recognize that we're doing it. Observing our bodies. I know I've physically got... Tried, it is hard, but tried to get smaller in that space, in that room full of people that I felt were above me Mm -hmm. in terms of social rank. Mm -hmm. You know, I start fidgeting, fixing my clothes over and over and over again. My smile might be a little less. My voice might drop a little bit, might not say anything gravitate to just getting on my phone to disappear bitch your light bright ass and your breasts were out you can't disappear you're there (laughs) you can't you're there you're not invisible um so that like show shoulders hunching eyes at the floor looking at your phone Mm -hmm. you know posture says a lot about a person sometimes sometimes you're posturing or sometimes you just fucking present Mm -hmm. um I think it's important to get honest about why we're doing it and why we feel safe. And that in that honesty and in that checking in, I think it's going to help one, help us identify when we're doing it and also help us to heal whatever parts of us that we need to heal Mm -hmm. or brave whatever Mm -hmm. parts we need to brave, face that Mm -hmm. head on so that we can move on to the next thing, you know? Um, And I also think being in practice of it alone, doing the things maybe that scare the shit out of you alone so you can feel it again, feel whatever that is, is important. And I also, I'm going to ask you to help hold me accountable. When you see me do it, when you start seeing me messing with myself, that I'm telling you right now, that's a telltale sign. If I'm fidgeting with my clothes or if I'm, I'm not, I'm not present, I'm not comfortable I'm feeling insecure and I, you know, I need somebody to ground me. Do you have it? Do you, do, would you like to be held accountable at all? You Please. like, okay, cool. I'll let you know, bitch. <laughs> Shanti said, Please. girl, bye. <laughs> I don't know if my, I, I mean, I, maybe I'm not as aware. I think I have some, I still have some. Yeah, I mean, I think if you see it, you you probably see it and can name it and be like, are you dimming yourself? You surely say, are you eating because you're hungry or are you eating because you want to see <laughs> You need to say that to me. <laughs> no, you said it to me. Which so you little, may see I know, which is because I know that <laughs> you can you can eat and I'd be like, it's not. Mainly I do that because anyway, you always I'm afterwards like, my stomach is going to hurt. My <laughs> stomach hurts and you ruin I'm the day. Saying, and I'm like, oh, God. You, you. <laughs> Absolutely, you can and may and should. Okay. And check in. 
And I think by you even probing to be like, all right, you need to get clear about what you want. Like, that is that is I'm a way. I'm always going to ask you that. I, I'm telling you, this is um, 30. You, how old am I? I don't 35. know how old am I. 36 years, 35 years. 35, child. Years of um, of not being in practice of that in a particular way. So it's it's a it's a it's a it's happening. I'm seeing myself more than I'm like, oh okay, oh okay, all right. So okay, shout <laughs> to you. Go. All right, you gotta go therapy. <laughs> you know what I really want right now to go to bed. That, but I want you. I really would love. Oh my god, girl. <laughs> What am I going to say? For affirmation. I would love, we have not had an around the way affirmation in so long. And I just feel like this is like the most perfectest episode or whatever to leave the people with some shit to meditate or like, I shade, I must stay a baby. Um, we are gathered here together, unified glorified to sit with ourselves dig deep into ourselves and show up to get big to get bright to get weird if you have to to get out of line to get back in line I think we should give ourselves the permission and the grace to start getting brighter and bolder and more honest with ourselves and um, yeah fuck shit up that's all I could say I don't have any fancy hip hop reference or anything but that glow up so we can grow up and um, mm-hmm. that's it. Ashe, namaste. Hey, baby. <laughs> Very good. I was hoping you was going to say to find out what you want. And then I was going to say what these bitches want from a nigga. What I had it all planned want? out, but it didn't work out. <laughs> all right. It is late. We got to figure out how to trim that first episode down, baby. We were just talking, but climate change had us going oh everyone i hope this episode was helpful i hope it wasn't too um what she say awkward (laughs) get more awkward too bitches don't be scared to be awkward i think that is very much connected to uh not dimming fuck what everybody says that's another thing that's definitely part of not dimming child child do you so listen, we are around the way curls. This is Antoinette and Shanti. I do realize that we should do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, we need to start doing that every episode. Oh, no, we do it in the intro. This is your girl, Shanti. Okay, never mind. We good. <laughs> Woo, child is late. All right. Well, please rate, subscribe, share, do all the things. And yeah, with that, we, we are, are out. My love. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at AT.
ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. Selective memory. Feet